Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome back to Unbothered. Your host, Josh, here. Today, be talking about the Broncos Bills, doing a deep dive into that and the ramifications of that game moving forward for both teams. Bills subsequently in that loss today by their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. I react to that. Then the Jets remain steadfast to Zach Wilson. I give you my top 10 teams in the NFL. And every day, there is news with the great Michigan Wolverines. This time from Jim Harbaugh himself. I react to his latest comments, his suspension. And ahead of the college football playoff rankings tonight, I give you my top six teams. Pretty close to the AP poll. I'll let you know that. But let's get started with the Broncos-Bills Monday night football game last night, I had the Broncos winning. I thought this would be a Cowboys-esque game where they obliterate what should have been a lesser opponent. They get back on track after a rough week against the Bengals last week on Sunday night, and they would recover. Unfortunately, they did not recover. The story of this game, uh, well, there's a couple storylines. Uh, one of them were turnovers. Uh, Buffalo lost the turnover battle 4-1, to one, so minus 3 last night in the turnover department. Two fumbles lost, one by James Cook, one on a handoff by Josh Allen to James Cook, and two interceptions thrown, one off the hands of Gabe Davis into Justin Simmons when they are driving, getting close to the red zone. That is an interception. Uh, you can't have that is squarely on Gabe Davis. If you've got two hands in our NBA NFL, you've got to catch the ball that Josh Allen threw. And then the other mistake was all on Josh Allen. Yeah, interception. Uh, it's hard to win football games when you turn the ball over four times. And Buffalo is a heavily, is a team that turns the ball over quite often. So when you look at teams that have poor coaching, you can really look at two things. You can look at penalties and turnovers. Lack of discipline, bad coaching, that's what kills you. And that's what costs you in football games. And Buffalo, as I've been saying for a while now, has bad coaching. Yes, last week I officially started, or actually a couple weeks ago, I started the Spire Sean McDermott. I've been all on Brandon Staley. Still on him to get fired, but Sean McDermott has got to go. Uh, so, yes, the turnovers were bad. Uh, only five penalties for 63 yards, uh, but crucial mistakes. One of them was the uh, last play of the game where I thought, hey, uh, you know, they're doing all right. Buffalo gets a touchdown, goes up 22-21. You have the defense, and you've got to stop the Broncos from driving down the field. Costly penalty, pass interference, sets them up. At the Buffalo 17, then they do a couple of QB kneels, and they get all the way back to the Buffalo 23, so they lose six yards in this kneel process. Um, you know, they have to uh, knee it, and then they got to rush off a field goal unit, which I don't like. I would have preferred them just, you know, using the extra time. But Denver uh, has to rush off a field goal team. In doing so, they miss a 41-yard field goal. It's no good. Just misses to the right. Bills win because I thought that was just a dumb decision by Sean Payton. And he gets bailed out because there was a penalty on Buffalo 
for 12 men on the field for that special teams unit. So five yards closer, 36-yarder, more time, absolutely nails it down the middle. Field goal good. They won the game because Sean McDermott can't coach the defense, can't, you know, line up properly. That is squarely on the defense right there. That is just something that's inexplicable, inexcusable. You can't have. He owned up to it um, yesterday, but he and this team are now 5-5, five and five, and serious changes have to come. They need to stop turning the ball over, having these crucial mistakes. So what did they do? They fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Now, did I like Ken Dorsey as much as Brian Dabrell? No, but Ken Dorsey was a quarterback coach. I thought he was a decent offensive coordinator. I don't think he was the problem. Sean McDermott is a problem. Uh, hiring or Firing Ken Dorsey is like having skin cancer and putting a Band-Aid over it in hopes of that healing even going away. What does that solve? Absolutely nothing. What is this firing of Ken Dorsey going to solve? Absolutely nothing. Because they still have Sean McDermott as their head coach. He's the one that needs to go. He is the problem. Uh, he is not involved in the offense or with Josh Allen. This team is regressing. Uh, when you look at the stats uh, that they have, this is not a good football team. This is a defensive-minded coach, and their offense is top 10 in the league, in their defense, where are they at? Oh, middle of the pack. Again, teams that have a better defense than them in terms of yards. The New England Patriots, the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, the Miami Dolphins, the Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, to name a few. He's not good on his side of the ball. Um, yes, they've lost some players due to injury. That doesn't help. But even before that, they were not an elite defensive unit like they were in years past. Sean McDermott, I'm sorry, but he is the main problem. They're now 5-5, five and five, and I can uh, say, I think without a doubt now, they're missing the playoffs. I'm sorry, uh, they won't be in the playoffs. So they're just out of the playoffs right now, and by just out of it, I mean they are the 10 seed. So... Cincinnati, of course, is ahead of them. Indianapolis wins the tiebreaker based on conference games. Uh, Las Vegas is still 5-5. Five and five. Chargers are 4-5. and five. They have a game in hand, and they still play them. The Jets, 4-5. and five. Game in hand, own the tiebreak. Denver, game in hand, own the tiebreak. Things aren't looking good for the Bills. Who do they play this week? The Jets, who Josh Allen has historically struggled with against this defense. Let's say they get past them, win this week, and send Buffalo. Who do they play? They play at Philly. That's a no. They play at Kansas City. That's a no. They play the Cowboys in Buffalo. Uh, very close game. That could go, you know, Buffalo's way, or that could go the Cowboys' way and win. The Bills could be 6-8. and eight. They really could be. And let's say they somehow win one of those two games. Well, guess what? They still play the Chargers after that at the Chargers. They still play at Miami. This is a team not winning the playoffs. I can see this team easily having max 10 losses, minimum 7 losses. This is not a well-coached team. Sean McDermott is a problem. He has got to go. They have got to get an offensive-minded head coach. 
because he is not cutting it. He's not doing it anymore. Uh, he needs to go. That's all I got to say on the Bills. Poorly coached team. Uh, you know, not a great constructed team either. Um, office front coach or front office head coach. A lot of problems there. But what about the Broncos? Well, they won and they're now four and five. So after starting off zero and three and giving up seventy points to the uh, Dolphins, they've done better in recent weeks. They've won some games. Uh, they are, you know, they've won three in a row. I'm not going to hype up the Broncos like a lot of people. A lot of people like to analyze the past three weeks and be like, "Oh, this is who they are now," and like to ignore the first six weeks of the NFL season. That's not how we roll. You have to take the whole season into account. So have there times when they've looked good, like they have in this three-game win streak? Yes, their defense is playing good. Russell Wilson's accurate, not turning the football over. But I've also seen that, hey, they're offensively challenged. Uh, Their first game against the Chiefs showed that, only scoring eight points. Their defense, their first four games, or first five games, uh, letting in, you know, Basically 20-plus points every week. 31 to the Jets. I mean, come on. Now, does the schedule get easier? Yeah, but the Vikings are no gimme this coming week. They play the Browns, a tough defense. C.J. Stroud, Chargers twice, Lions. This isn't easy uh, for the Broncos. So uh, I can admit now that, you know, early in the year we made fun of the Broncos. Uh, They were, you know, not better than they were last year. But through nine games last year to this year, I can say that they are better. Uh, you can see the improvement week to week now, uh, whereas last year uh, there was really no improvement. So I see Sean Payton has now had his fingerprints on Russell Wilson, on the offense, on the defense. Uh, you know, and I got to give respect to him because I thought, you know, coming in he was sort of washed. Now I'm not say, going as far to say, they're greater than a winner division or would make the playoffs. I, you know, I don't think any of that, but if they can maintain this space, uh, this pace, uh, they can be a problem for some teams on their schedule this year. And, you know, they'll have some building blocks for next year. So, uh, we'll see. It gets interesting. Uh, but really, uh, to me, the Broncos, they won this game. But it's more of a spectrum that the Bills lost this game. They they really they really messed this one up. Easy one they could have had, and they didn't didn't execute. Now, moving on, I uh, want to talk about Zach Wilson. So, um, you know, New York Jets. I was at the game against um, the Raiders on the Sunday night. Picked the Jets to win. Uh, didn't. Uh, I didn't think Zach Wilson um, was, you know, terrible um, in the game. Um, I thought he made some good throws, uh, you know, down the field. Um, scrambled, which I like to, you know, see him do more often. I thought in this game uh, that was a great weapon of his. But crucial fourth quarter. Red zone interception, uh, one read, and Spillane intercepted it. That's just something that's something you can't have. And for this team, frankly, can't overcome. They haven't scored touchdowns uh, a lot, 11 straight quarters, not scoring a touchdown. 
I can't win football games like that. They're an offensively challenged team. Um, so Jets, Zach Wilson's remaining steadfast behind Zach Wilson, saying he's a guy for not switching quarterbacks. And I agree, Trevor Simeon doesn't give him a better chance to win at all. Um, so we'll see. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, his said that mid-December is his return. You know, at first he was hoping for Thanksgiving, uh, but, you know, mid-December is the goal. Uh, we'll see if he gets to that. You know, he Aaron Rodgers said that he expects to be in it. He expects to come back. But honestly, uh, this team, you know, I thought this was a big game for the Jets to win. Uh, to be 5-4. and four. They didn't win it. Now I don't know what game moving forward that they're favored in. Can they beat the Bills? Surely. Heavy underdog. Can they beat the Dolphins? I don't think so if they can't score a touchdown. The Falcons, maybe. Texans with how CJ Stroud playing. Again, unlikely. Dolphins, unlikely. So if that's the game he's targeting mid-December, literally is that Jets-Dolphins game. They have four games to get to that spot. They at least need to go 2-2. Two and two. I don't know if that's realistic for them to come back. Then he'd have to win, you know, four in a row. I don't see this team doing that. I don't expect the Jets to be in it. Now, I'd like to be wrong. I'd love for Aaron Rodgers to come in, earn a wild card spot, make some noise in the playoffs. But honestly, I don't see it happening if they are not in a spot to make the playoffs. Maybe Aaron Rodgers comes back once they're eliminated to you know, make some money or get some rapport with the team. Um, but unfortunately, uh, this season is not going how Jets fans wanted it to go, mainly because of that injury to Aaron Rodgers in the first drive of their season, which has caused their backup, Zach Wilson, uh, to be the starter this year. Now, time to get into my top 10 teams in the NFL. Let's do it. Number 10. So, you know, quite a few losses for some teams this weekend. Again, this is not the standings. This is not ESPN's power rankings, anything like that. So my number 10 team is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Yes, you know, they just lost this game um, to Houston. So a lot of people were like, oh, well, then why don't you have Houston in your top 10? Well, if Tyler Boyd had any hands then I don't think they would have got a touchdown to win the game. Cincinnati is, is a better team. Uh, T. Higgins wasn't playing. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow looked great um, other than a couple interceptions. C.J. Stroud had his as well. Uh, but this team, to me, is rounding the corner. They're still a good team. I'm not giving up on the Cincinnati Bengals one bit. Uh, I still like the Bengals, still have faith in them. A little worried about the Trey Hendrickson injury. I uh, took a dirty, cheap shot at the end of the game. Uh, so we'll see his availability moving forward. If not, that does hinder their pass rush. But I think Cincinnati is a complete team that is rounding into form. The offense is there. Uh, just needs more complete performances uh, by the defense. So that's why they didn't get the win uh, on Sunday. Number nine, the Seattle Seahawks. So, Again, these last two were tough ones for me exactly where to put teams, but I put Seattle there at number nine, even though they lost to Cincy. They won this weekend against the uh, Commanders. 
uh, overcame, uh, you know, deficits to win this game uh, at the beginning. So, you know, I like their resiliency, uh, their defense, you know, in big moments to force some stops um, as well, um, you know, allow field goals. Kenneth Walker uh, was a heartbeat. He had the, you know, pass that he took from Geno Smith to the house. He was also running the football well. DK Metcalf was playing well. Uh, a very serious NFC um, North or NFC West contender. You got to take him seriously. Number eight, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Jacksonville got absolutely throttled this weekend uh, by the uh, San Francisco 49ers. But come on, I had San Francisco winning that game big. I thought, you know, I was taking them plus the points. Uh, Jacksonville has looked good, but come on. Some mediocre teams they placed in this winning streak. They started off 0-2. You know, they won uh, six in a row, but come on. But t- I mean, my bad. They won their first one, lost in a row, they won five in a row. But is beating the Colts twice that impressive? The Saints, the Steelers without Kenny Pickett in the second half, the Bills, the Falcons, you know, really. You know, they lost to the Texans, the Chiefs, Niners. Good teams. Who do they still play? They play the Titans twice. You know, good running game. I think they're a decent team. Uh, it's three and six still. They still play the Texans at Houston, the Bengals, uh, Ravens. So against these better teams, I want to see how Trevor Lawrence plays because to me, Trevor Lawrence doesn't look like a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, sorry to say it, but uh, a lot of people love Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a great quarterback. I think I had him uh, like six in my top ten list. Six or seven. Uh, he's looking more to nine or ten right now. There's a lot of quarterbacks that, you know, stocks are moving. Uh, Trevor's got to be more consistent. I thought he was going to take another leap this year, and he hasn't. Number seven, Miami Dolphins coming off a bye week. Um, but I'm still impressed with this offense being the number one offense in the NFL. And a lot of people doubt their defense. I thought that second half against the Chiefs, their defense not allowing any points was resilient. Vic Vangio's scheme takes some time to get used to. They're halfway through the season, have this bye week, have their defense healthy now. The Bradley Chubbs, the Jalen Howards, the Xavier Howards, uh, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, not Jalen Howard, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard. And guess what? I have some cupcakes coming up. The Raiders, the Jets, the Commanders, easy teams that are under 500, but they can blow out of the water. So you have that. Sets up the final three games to make some noise against the boys, Ravens, and Bills. This is a good team. And with the Bills in their slump now, uh, really favorites to win the AFC West. Number six. Dallas Cowboys, I put them at 6. They absolutely obliterated the Giants. Uh, They were minus 17 uh, to cover. I said, take that, no sweat. And the Cowboys absolutely, again, demolished the Giants. They demolished inferior opponents outside of the uh, Cardinals earlier in the year, but that was a feisty Josh Dobbs. Um, Look at their schedule. They got two more Thrashers coming up, Panthers, Commanders, before... It finishes out tough. Five straight games of difficultness. We'll see. But CeeDee Lamb has been very impressive, looking like a top 10 
uh, receiver in the NFL. Argument can be made for top five this year. That's how good he looks. Uh, Micah Parsons' defense is still effective. Um, Dallas is still a good team and still a Super Bowl threat. Number five, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, got the win. Defense absolutely humiliated Trevor Lawrence. Uh, made him look like a kid. I mean, Chase Young on this defensive line is not fair. Able to get after uh, them with Chase Young. Uh, Javon Hargrave, you add in a blitz here to send Fred Warner. And there's just no stopping it. Uh, Brock Purdy was ultra efficient. Uh, throwing to George Kittle. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was still able to run for near 100 yards on this win. Debo Samuel. When they're fully healthy, this is a very scary, dangerous team. Now this team fully healthy with the lead. Impossible to beat. I will say that. Unbeatable. Number four. Uh, they dropped the Baltimore Ravens. So as much as I had the Ravens, I believe, as the number two team the past few weeks. But one thing that's worried me in their losses or games that go high scoring is their fourth quarter defense. Uh, their fourth quarters have not been good defensively. And Lamar somehow takes a drop in the fourth quarter. That's kind of what allowed the Ravens to lose this game and let the Browns back in to win. The Ravens at one point in the fourth quarter had like a 97% chance to win. High percentage. And they lost the game. They were up 31-17. And, you know, Lamar Jackson threw a pick six. Uh, couldn't do anything offensively after that loss to the Browns. So, confusing loss. Still think this is a good team. But that fourth quarter defense, they got to tighten up. Number three, the Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit Lions now sit at 7-2. Second best offense in the NFL behind the uh, Dolphins. They have a top 10 defense. Was a top 10 defense on display this weekend against the Chargers? No, because Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler absolutely torched them. Sometimes that's what happens. But who did Justin Herbert get outplayed by? Jared Goff didn't have any interceptions like Herbert did. Their running game, Montgomery and Gibbs were great. Amon Ra was unstoppable. Two, uh, Jared Goff has a catalyst, plays like this. Uh, tough team to beat. Uh, that was one of, I thought, their toughest games until they play the Cowboys end of the year. Uh, but their next four look very winnable when you have two against the Bears, one against the Packers, one against the Saints. Uh, is 11-2 and two calling your name? Can I interest you in that? Lions are a good team. A lot of people jumped off a bandwagon, thought they were fraudulent after a loss to the Ravens. Ravens are a good team. Lions are a good team. And we both acknowledge that. Uh, Lions look really good. Still have five divisional games left, too, by the way. Easy division. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs. Got to put them at two, even though they had a bye week. Another team with a bye week like the Dolphins. Uh, last win was impressive against the Dolphins. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, isn't his usual stat-leading stealth like he has been. Uh, not really top five in any of the major passing categories uh, this year either. But this team is still efficient with him, Travis Kelsey. This defense is a top five unit. Uh, Mahomes says it's the best defense in the NFL. I won't go that far, but I will say it's the best defense he's had. And that's been their catalyst so far. Um, Ultra-efficient quarterback. With a good defense, that's a trouble uh, for other teams and a sign of success for him. But number one has to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. They are 
an impressive league best eight and one. Uh, they are four and zero at home. Uh, them and the Cowboys are the only teams this year that have not yet lost a home game. Uh, so I just say that is ultra impressive um, as well. They are great at home. Uh, they're adding pieces. AJ Brown's been fantastic this year. They added Kevin Byard. I expect him to be better because, again, they had a bye week this week. Um, and Jalen Hurts, you know, I think will be better coming off a bye week because of his knee injury, just getting a little healthier, uh, getting the team healthier to prepare for a playoff run. Perfect time for them to have a bye week before we play the Chiefs. So, again, they're number one, look like the best team in the league still. Um, very complete team, great head coaching. And to me, this game right here, Chiefs, Eagles, my number one and number two teams, they play next Monday night. And to me, that will decide who is the number one team moving forward. To me, this is one of this to me is so far going to be probably the best regular season game, most anticipated game of a regular season as well so far. Really looking to this Monday night matchup next week between those two, those two squads. Those are my top ten. There you have it. Now time to move on to college football and who else other than the Michigan Wolverines. So Michigan Wolverines still in the news. Can you believe it? Uh, You know, a couple of things I want to touch on. First, let's start with Jim Harbaugh. So Jim Harbaugh uh, on Friday on a flight to Penn State to coach his team. And he gets suspended while he's on the plane. Doesn't find out until afterwards on Twitter. Uh, found out that way. Like it happened on the plane. I mean, that is just terrible. Terrible suspension timing. To have it find out that way, not even by the Big Ten office. It's just low. Uh, it's just no class by the Big Ten. Just, just really, I thought, really terrible uh, for you know how they're handling this. Um, so no respect here to the Big Ten. Uh, Jim Harbaugh said that this is, in a press conference yesterday, this is America's team uh, because of the adversity they face. You know, America loves to root for teams like this, and uh, I thought it was funny. To me, he's just trolling everybody. Um, He's trolling other people at ESPN, the Paul Feinbaums, the Stephen A. Smith, the Shannon Sharps, any of the haters. And they all eat it up. They dive right into Jim Harbaugh's uh, trap, and they're talking about it, and, um, you know, they're going crazy um, today. So, again, I find it lighthearted. Some people take this really seriously. Um, and really, again, I'm a sarcastic person. Um, some people have no sarcasm in the DNA. I mean, take everything point blank 100% and can't joke at all, and, uh, yeah. So that, I thought, I'll find that rather funny. The other thing I I thought was uh, more sad was, you know, if you watch the Michigan-Penn State game, in which Michigan, uh, just to recap a little bit of that game, was just dominant. You know, watch that at Vegas uh, with my brother and, you know, both going for Michigan. And it was just a dominant performance. I thought J.J. looked sharp in the first half. And then the second half, they didn't throw, attempt to pass. They ran the ball like 30 straight times, and it was just, I think, suffocating and demoralizing, defeating, humiliating for Penn State. You know, going in at half 14-9, to nine, you just scored a touchdown to think you have some life, 
and Michigan just says, nope, uh, they don't allow you to score in the third quarter, and then they just run the ball and get a touchdown at 24-9, and Penn State gets a garbage touchdown just like they did against Ohio State to make the score look closer than what it actually is. So post-game, assistant uh, coach, offensive coordinator, acting coach that day, Sharon Moore, um, emotional crying in his um, interview afterwards with Jimmy's Taft and just said, you know, this one was for Harbaugh and, uh, you know, for the program, best fans, best alumni, best players. And a lot of people went off on him. And I couldn't believe it. I got emotional uh, watching the interview myself, of course, being a Michigan fan. But plenty of people hated it. You know, Micah Parsons, Stephen A. Smith thought, you know, they victimized, you know, who's victimizing Jim Harbaugh? And to me, it's not about, you know, playing some victim card. They don't believe Jim Harbaugh did anything wrong, just like I don't. Uh, again, is sources have indicated from ESPN, Heather Denich, you know, Yahoo Sports, um, as well other sources. Uh, even uh, Tony Petiti, a firm to Ward well, the Michigan Athletic Department, is that Jim Harbaugh didn't do anything wrong. He had no involvement in this. So if he had no involvement in this, you know, why would he be suspended? So that's, to me, where the emotion uh, comes from is that's how Jim Harbaugh was done wrong. And another thing that if I had the platform to really ask these people is if, you know, all of men, the Connor Stallions, you know, maybe some other low-level staffers, scouts, uh, did this illegal sign-stealing, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, people are saying, assistance, let's not go too far. It was no assistance. It was Connor Stallion's a low-level staffer, uh, a scouter assistant. Let's not act like he was offensive coordinator calling any shots. He wasn't at the games. So I want to say this. If Jim Harbaugh and our main coaches had no involvement or knowledge of this, yet these staffers still you know, executed their plan, how much did Michigan really benefit? Just want to know. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about it. That's all I want to know. So if you can retort, have a good reply, please let me know. But outside of that, anything with Michigan, uh, please keep your mouth shut. You have nothing to do with the program. Don't know how it's run. When Michigan wins the natty in a few weeks, holla at your boy. Because Michigan runs the Big Ten. We're about to win the national championship. I'm sorry. A little nervous. Uh, Again, I'm about to do my top six rankings. So let me get into that, my top six teams. In college football, uh, number six, I got to say Oregon Ducks. They are still, to me, the top one loss team. A lot of arguments can be made about Texas or Alabama. Oregon, close loss to Washington. Excuse me, who's in my top four. Uh, they beat, you know, USC last week. Caleb Williams, uh, tough to do. They have beat a ranked Utah team. At the time, they did beat a ranked Colorado team that has obviously been diminished and again, Washington with a three-point game. So close team, good, complete team. Bo Nix has played great. Number five, I have Florida State. So Florida State has been number four in the AP poll, number four in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, yes, they have an impressive win over LSU to start the season. But what, what other wins hold weight? The Duke win, uh, again, Ryland Leonard lost, and that's when they 
took over after he was injured. Clemson wasn't ranked when you beat them, haven't been ranked since. Had a tough time playing Miami this weekend, so I look at this team as not a complete team, not a great resume. Their next two teams are against North Alabama and Florida, so come on. Let's not act and really go there. That's why number four I have Washington, because they have beat an Oregon team, which is good. They have beat a ranked USC team, no longer ranked, but more better than that uh, Duke team that Florida State uh, beat. They just beat Utah, a tough opponent there. So, yes, some of their games have been close, but I look at the level of competition has been better than that of a uh, Florida State, and that's why I put Washington at four. Ohio State, I have three. Uh, first game, I thought watching them yesterday where they really dominated. Uh, Rutgers took them a while to get off the ground. Wisconsin uh, as well. Uh, Penn State, you know, dominated. But, you know, come on, you know, 2012. Uh, Maryland took them a while to get off the ground. Ohio State last second touchdown. So I respect the Notre Dame win. Penn State just respected as much as Michigan and the rest have kind of struggled. We'll see how they get off the field playing Minnesota this weekend. Number two, I have Michigan. Uh, they slip flip from a one. I dominated Penn State. Great, their best win of the season. Everybody's saying, who have they played? Who are they going to play? Well, they played Penn State. Did they pass the test? Yeah, they did. Great win for them uh, this weekend. Uh, play Maryland coming up. Some people worried about that game. Got to tell you, really not that worried how Michigan will fare against Maryland. So number one is Georgia. Uh, to me, Georgia is looking more and more scary every week they play. Why? Because Ole Miss, if initially I had picked Ole Miss, and then I switched it the night before, and I thought, no way is Georgia losing this game. And that was their best one of the season, 52-17. Brock Bowers was back. He looked great in the game Brock Bowers missed against Missouri. They still won uh, by two scores. So this team is tested. They won games. They play Tennessee. I think they'll win that game this weekend. The only matchup they have left of anything to prove it will be Alabama in the SEC championship game. But to me, Georgia's got to be one tonight. Hopefully, Ohio State's not one. Uh, that would still be a crime, uh, but we will see. So this has been Unbothered. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody.